Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. I want to welcome our partners and friends and members. Welcome again to our Sunday morning live service. I want to remind you that we are uh, operating on limited capacity, which means you don't have to call or make an appointment to come on Sunday. Uh, we start at nine, uh, at 10, rather, from 10, um, and then we start streaming lives right now at 11.30. So, of course, you're welcome to be a part of that. I also want to remind you uh, about the 9 to 10 um, television broadcast that we have. If you're local within North Carolina, particularly the triad, from 9 to 10, you can uh, watch Word for the Day broadcast cable channel uh, three, whether any form of cable, whether Spectrum or Plex, if you have satellite di- or DISH uh, network or uh, uh, DirecTV, you can watch it on channel 20 from 9 to 10 and then stream live. So we, we want to welcome you and thank you for your goodness and thank you for your faithfulness to the broadcast. I encourage you to uh, email the church let us know what God is doing in your life. I love to hear your testimony. Some of you and I understand this is all about comfort zone. Uh, there are people who have come back live. There are people who just more comfortable and for uh, health purposes, live stream at home. But thank God you have a computer. You, you have phones. You can uh, email and just let your pastor know what the word of God is doing uh, in your life. And I've been getting some of those emails and just blesses me because me and Joyce misses you. But, uh, thank God we have the victory. Main thing is that you are getting the word of God, whether live or through live streaming. Now, what I want to do before I get into today's message, you know, when we went to, uh, uh, where the, the, the sanctuary was shut down during those three months where I was just preaching the pews before we had any type of limited, uh, capacity, um, we begin to live stream. And what I want to do is give you an analytical summary of the lives that we all together has been affecting. Uh, not only the people that are live here today, but I want my streaming audience, maybe you in a different country, different state, in the United States. And I want to remind you uh, that these are not only, these are just only the states, the counties, the countries live streaming uh, these are not just the only uh, states and counties live streaming have come from. This is just updated, expanded places that we are expanded to beyond. So we can't name all the countries and states uh, that we've gotten hits from. So I want to give you a brief analytical summary of the impact that Word of Life is making, not just locally, but around the world. Here are some of the major locations where our most recent live streams have hits from. Uh, Arizona, Miami, and Orlando, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, Las Vegas, over 40 counties throughout North Carolina, and then over 25 cities throughout South Carolina and Virginia, Mississippi, Wisconsin, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, New Mexico, Germany. Over the past 30 days, and thank God for our YouTube channel. Remember, you can always go back and get all of these messages by going under Word of Life, www.wordoflife.tv. 
Amen. And log on there. But in the last 30 days, our YouTube channel has over 3,000 views, meaning over 3,000 people have watched uh, one or more uploaded sermons in the last 30 days. And that's not counting if there was 10 or 5 other people in the room watching with them. Since we started the YouTube channel in March, we now have over 15,000 views. We also started in March making our sermons available, and this is news to all of you if you're not already doing it, on audio, on via audio podcast. You can find all the messages available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Our uh, audio podcast has over 2,000 plays since becoming available. People have listened to the audio from all over the world, including Puerto Rico, uh, India, Mexico, Kenya, Indonesia, and many other states. So again, in behalf of me and Joyce, we want to thank you for your continued prayers, supports, and your online giving that makes all this possible. Let's give God a hand praise for what he's doing around the world. Amen. All right. Those of you that have your Bibles, I want you to open with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. We'll continue our series on living life without fear. So I want to talk about this morning, living life without fear. And I want to use as a subtopic, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Now, this has been an eye-opening series that we can live life without fear in these last days. And as we move toward the end of this year and toward election and all the chaos and all the different confusion and misinformation that we see, thank God we can trust God and live life without fear. The key to understanding this message is that when we talk about perfect love, most of the time we think about loving one another perfectly. And the truth is we cannot do that. Only God can love perfectly. So to help you understand this message, the love of God is such a powerful, powerful force. God is love. He don't have it. He is love. And it is only God who can love perfectly. He loves you perfectly, unconditionally. He loves you regardless of your faults, your shortcomings. He loves you regardless of all your mistakes or your sins. He said before the world, before you was formed in the womb, I knew you, and I loved you. God loved you uh, before you ever was born, praise God. So in order to understand what I'm going to teach here, I want to talk about the power of God's love for you. Not just us, I'm going to make it for you. Say, God loves me. God loves me perfectly. You that's streaming at home and around the world, say, God loves me. And God loves me perfectly. And see, when you understand that love, it will eradicate and cast out all fear. You will never be able to live a life without fear if you do not understand what I'm telling you. A lot of people are down on themselves because other people have bashed them and put them down and they think no one loves them. Well, look, God loves you and I perfectly. And this perfected love will cast out fear. I found people... Because they listen to Satan, the accuser of the brethren, and because they've allowed other people, because they've bashed them and have affected their self-esteem. And by the way, you should never let anyone, anyone affect your self-esteem and your value toward God. God loves you regardless of how anyone else on this planet treats you. You are special to God. You are that pearl of great price. 
But most people struggle with forgiving themselves. It's not God forgiving them. They listen to the enemy. And the number one lie he uses is God don't really love you. You did this. You did that. That's why you didn't get your prayers answered. That's why you didn't get your healing. And, and it robs them of their faith because they doubt and do not understand the love that God has toward them. So we're going to look at this, a scripture that we are familiar with, but I want you to open up your spiritual eyes. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7. Matter of fact, we're going to all read it together. And you that are streaming at home or wherever you're at around the world, let's all read this together. That's 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verse 7. Are you ready? Read. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Now, if you're not careful what you will do, you will talk about what God did not give you and miss the three things that he did give you. It says God has not given us the spirit of fear. We know fear is from the devil. Satan is the spirit of fear. He don't have fear. He is fear. It's impossible for him to believe. That's why he's called a liar. He believes his own lie. He is a, a pathological liar. He believes that he, he believed he was going to defeat God and he was cast down. He's going to hell, but he don't believe it. Are you listening to me? That's why he's, he is the spirit of fear. Well, God did not give you so the spirit of fear. So when this, this machine gun thought you're going to lose your car, you're going to catch COVID-19, you're going to have a car wreck, your children are going to be shot at school. When you have these impressions coming to your mind, notice a sound mind. Fear affects your mind and emotion. It comes against your mind and emotion. That's all the devil has is a lie. Well, that's a spirit trying to get you to let it in. Rebuke it and say, no, nope. say it out loud. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power. What did he give you? See, we missed that. He gave you power. Power. Power over the enemy. Behold, I give you power over all the works of the enemy to tread upon the scorpions and serpents and nothing by any means shall harm you. So sometimes we don't even hear what God gave us. And in this living life without fear, we want to concentrate not only on the power, but I'm going to deal with that and love. He gave us love. God is love. When God gave us himself through Jesus Christ, love came on the inside. And this perfected love will cast out fear. And a sound mind. Sound thinking, a sound mind is a mind that lines up with the word of God. Oh, you're going to lose your car. Oh, you're going to die with your sound mind. Say, nope, no evil shall befall me. It grabs the word. It's sound. No plant will come now where I dwell. Oh, you're not going to get your healing this time. Oh, a sound mind. Rejects that line and says, no, what you mean get my healing? I already got it. By his stripes, ye were healed. I'm already healed. You understand? A sound mind, when fear comes, it does not panic. It immediately grabs the word of God. It's sound. It's whole. Oh, you're not going to be able to make it. You're going to lose your car. Nope, nope, nope. My knees are met according to his riches and glory. It doesn't stagger at the promises of God. It embraces the promises of God. Now, let's look at this scripture. Since we done looked at the three things God has given us, we're going to major on love this morning. Let's look at it from the Amplified Bible. 
For God did not give us the spirit of timidity or cowardice, of craving, cringing, fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a calm, well-balanced mind, discipline, and self-control. When fear attacks the lies of the devil, you're going to catch COVID-19. Oh, if you go to the mall, you're going to be raped. You're going to be mugged. You're going to lose your house. You're, you're calm. You're disciplined. You immediately cast that down. That's not sound thinking. Sound thinking is a mind that's been renewed to hold on to the word of God in the midst of the attack, in the midst of the symptom. It don't even matter what I feel. Hallelujah. Sound thinking says I walk by faith and not by sight. Sound thinking says, even though the money is not in the bank, I'm a tither. I got seed in the ground. And when the time come, the money will be there in the name of Jesus. Instead of people, see, fear is designed to paralyze you. That's what it does. You've heard, it's like a death threat. What is behind a death threat or a bomb threat? It's, it's designed to paralyze you. It don't mean it's necessarily a bomb in the building. Hey, they call in a, a bomb threat and everybody get paralyzed. Oh, my God. And oh, what if it go off? And what if the building blow up? And what if we lose our life? And everyone get out. And here come the fire truck. And they got bomb search and all of this going on. And everyone is paralyzed. You may not be able to go back in that building for another three days or a week. It paralyzes. And that's what the devil wants you to do. Paralyze you. Make you immobile. Keep you from moving forward in the things of God. Stop you and paralyze you. That's what a negative doctor's report does. When the doctor comes and he said, we're not sure. We're some, some type of mass. We don't know what it is, but we're going to take x-rays. And then the enemy will come in immediately, particularly say to women, that's breast cancer. Oh, you got cancer. And it's designed to paralyze you where you don't read the word. You don't speak the word of God. That's what fear. But the Bible says God did not give you that. So anything God didn't give you, rebuke it and concentrate on what he did give you. What did he give me? He gave me power. I have power over the enemy. Hallelujah. I have power over sickness and disease. I have power over fear. And he gave me love. It's on the inside. He gave me himself. And I, under pressure, I stay calm, well-balanced mind. I have discipline and self-control. In other words, I don't freak out when bad news comes. I don't freak out, freak out when there's an evil report that comes from the doctor, something negative. It does not scare me. So we're going to concentrate then on what God gave. He gave us love. Now, to help you understand that, let me make this statement because remember this whole message it's not about how we love one another. And we, we do work on perfecting that. It's about how God loves you and I perfectly, unconditionally. God is love. He loves you more than your mind can even grasp. The Bible says to understand the love of God, it's, it's past natural understanding to grasp it. So God then, who is love? That's what I want you to get. God who is love. See, the reason we have a problem with, with God who is love is because God has been accused of so many heinous crimes. God put cancer on me. 
God burned my house down. God killed my cattle. God. Yeah, no, no. God didn't do the thief came to kill, steal, and to destroy. So when you say God is love, your mind got to be renewed. Are you listening to me? People blame God. No, if God gave it to you, every good and every perfect gift comes from above. Are you listening to me? God, if God bless you with that car, bless you with the home, then the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich and add no sorrow with it. Don't connect God with sorrow, sickness, disease, death. God took my baby. No, God didn't take your baby. Well, you know, the scripture said the Lord give it, the Lord take. That's right. Job was out of his mind when he said that. Just Old Testament. Job had no revelation of the love of God. He wasn't even born again. No, God did. Read the scripture. The Bible says Satan went forth and smote Job. Job. Satan destroyed his children out. Not God. God is love. So God, who is love, when you got born again, he came on the inside when you were born again. Romans 5, 5 says this. And hope make it not a shame. Now watch this. I want you to catch this. Because the love of God, God who is love. See, because we just think, well, yes, we have the ability to love like God. We have his nature. But God who is love, that love was shed abroad world in our spirit, in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost that was given us. So God, love, came on the inside. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he did give us power, love. God himself mm -mm -mm, is only the creator of the universe. Said, I will walk in them and dwell in them and will be a God to them. And the reason people fear is because we don't have working revelation of the presence of God. He's with you now. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. With every trial and test, and they, he's right there. God says, I'm love, and I'm on the inside, and love never fails. I won't fail you. I'll get you the money. I'll heal your body. I'll save your children. I'll do everything I say because I love you. The, the, the love of God is why God releases his power. People that you love, you release your power. I love my wife. I love my son. Now, if you come against them with bodily harm, with some weapon, you're about to see a manifestation of my power. Get it now? The reason God heals, delivers, it's because he loves you. All doing the gospel, when you see Jesus will move with compassion, which is translated, uh, which is translated agape love. You'll see an act of power. And Jesus was moved with compassion and healed the sick. And Jesus will move with love, compassion, and he fed the hungry. The reason God releases his power is because he loves you. And I want you to know, when you get a revelation of that love, it'll cast out fear. It don't matter what the devil say. It don't matter what's happening on the news. It don't matter what's happening in this economy. Because God loves me, he's going to exercise his power, his provision, and anything I need. That's the only way you're going to get rid totally of fear, live a fear-free life. Now, I want you to look at, see, so you, we're talking about how God loves us. I, I had a 
Another scripture here, Ephesians 3, verse 17 through 18, to help you understand the love of God. Because once you get this, see, because God loves me and I'm aware of his presence now, that's the key. See, some of you think, I don't feel God. I just don't feel the Lord like. Look, God is not with you because you feel him. God is with you because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When it feels like God is nowhere to be found, David said, Yea, though I walk, watch this, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. He was aware of the presence of God. When I go up against Goliath, God is right here. When I go into war, God is right here. When I go into operating room, God is right here. When a bill comes in, God, I'm aware of his presence. Who would really fear if you was all the time aware of the omnipresence of God? Woo! It, it cast out fear. And that's what he gave you. Now, Paul was writing to the church, to the Christian. And he was trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do this morning. is get you to get a revelation of how much God loves you. And that your future is not in the hand of this, this upcoming election. It don't matter who get in, who get out. It don't matter who they put on the Supreme Court, who they don't. It don't matter what is happening in the streets. I ain't worried about all of this stuff, this fear campaign. God loves me. And so Paul is trying to get the church to understand how powerful this love is. That Christ. Jesus, the anointed one, the burden removing yoke, destroying power of God. That Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down. Now we know we were talking about Christ, we're talking about God too. God the Father, God the Son. Make his permanent home. Good God. Man, I was Well, the Lord, he might leave. No, he made his permanent home. I will abide with you forever in your hearts that you might be rooted, hold this, in and deep in love and founded securely in love. What the, the love that he loves you with. See, love makes you secure. When a, when a, when a wife or a husband is jealous, it's because they're insecure. They're not sure that their mate love him. And so there's a fear every time they go out of their presence. Where are they at? Why ain't they at home yet? Why? They're not securing love. God's love. Good God Almighty, somebody. I'm feeling this this morning. You, I want your God's love. is secure. And when you're grounded, securely in love, fear can't get in. It don't matter what bill comes. It don't matter what the doctors say. It don't matter what COVID-19, who affected. There might be a cluster on your job. A thousand shall fall at that side. Ten thousand. But because God loved me, it won't come nigh me. The economy may, may go down. I don't care what the stock market do. My knees are mad. God loves me. And I'm securing that love. See, my security, there are people who have made themselves codependent on other people. They want to please everybody, feel secure. Oh, what y'all want me to do? You want me to do this? You want me to act like that? Oh, am I talking too much? I'll be quiet. I'll be monkey see, monkey do. I just want to entertain you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They insecure. Why are you doing all that? 
Well, I don't I want people to like me. Look, I don't care who don't love or like Pastor Dan. God loves me and I'm secure. I can get on this stage and preach. I can go to the crack house or the White House. Hallelujah. And I'm not intimidated. Why? I'm secure in God's love. We're talking about living life. That revelation is getting in some of you. Because I'm going to take you deep into the heart of God. Once you understand how much he loved you, he's not going to let me fail. Cancer got to go. Sickness got to go. My babies are not going to get sick. I'm not going to lose my house. Because I'm secure. Now watch this next part, verse 18. That you may have the power to be strong and apprehend and grasp with all the saints, not just the preacher. God wants every born again believer to understand this love, to apprehend with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. Woo! What, what love is he talking about? The love he has for you. How many of you have experienced the love of God? Everybody put your hand up because you're alive. That's love. The fact that you're alive, breathing. Had it not been for the Lord on my side. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. We done stuff that was stupid, dumb, could have been cut off, could have been shot, deserve hell. But the Bible says because of his compassion, they fail not. His mercies are new every morning. And I know God loved me because if he didn't love me, I wouldn't have breath in my body. But because I do this morning, I'm going to praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid of demon beasts. I'm not afraid of this economy. I'm not afraid. God God loves me, hallelujah. And I've experienced that love with, for myself. And a man that have had an experience, are you listening to me? It's always, the man with the argument is always at the mercy of a man that experienced. Don't tell me God can't heal. He's already done it. Don't tell me God can't bring you out. I feel like preaching this one. I want y'all to get stirred at home. I've experienced the love of God. When my best friend turned to walk away, when they kicked me to the curb, when I was on drugs and alcohol and pills and dope, and everyone said Ronald Diggs had lost their mind, God says, give me that piece of clay. I'll take it. The world rejected me. And when I was seeking the rise no more, it was love that lifted me. Love looked down from heaven. Hallelujah. Pick me up out of the market. Do I have a witness out there? Unconditional love. Set my feet on a solid rock. Said, that's my son. I don't care. Y'all don't like him. He was once lost. Now he's found. He was blind, but now the boy can see. The devil should have killed me before I got saved. Because I'm going to tell people about the love of God everywhere I go. Love is what frees you from fear. And when you experience it, have anyone experienced the love? When you didn't even deserve it. When you should have been defeated. When you should have lost the court case. When you didn't even deserve it, you should have lost your cot home. But grace showed up. And God says, I'm going to let you experience my love. Oh, I, 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 there's an anointing here this morning. 
He wants you to experience for yourself. Because when you do, you know no one can cause you to fear. What is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth? How wide it is. How high it is, this love. How deep it goes, hallelujah. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the love, the, the, the lowest valley. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Because it was deep, it was wide. When I was on drugs and I did quaaludes, had passed out because I had passed out on drugs, laying there in the image of death at Griffin School Campus, God says, no, you can't kill him. Wake up, boy. Spared my life. Wash me, clean me, put the word in my heart. Put a praise on my lip and a dance in my feet. Hallelujah. Love, look beyond your faults. Love, look beyond your weaknesses. We ain't talking about human love. We ain't talking about that type of stuff that says until death do us part at the altar and you divorce a year later. We're talking about unconditional love. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but he gave me power, love. And I've experienced it for myself. No one can tell me that God don't love me. It don't matter what color you are, how big you are, how much you weigh, you know, I love this condition, Gary. I don't talk to nobody unless they're under 120. You got to be at least an eight. Five. But God says, I don't care if you're 16. I love you. Say, don't let somebody put all this pressure on you for their love. I don't talk to a man if he don't make six figures. Well, you might not get a chance to talk to me. I'm headed there. I ain't there yet. So go on. I don't want no woman that's going to don't love me based off of my money. I want someone going to love me unconditional. Oh, man. I, come on, let's praise God just a little bit. Everybody say this with me. God loves me unconditional. And it casts out fear. See, because perfected love casts out fear. So I don't have to fear. Now let's go to 1 John 4. Little John. Toward the book of Revelations, little John 4, we are talking about living life without fear. But you will never live a fear-free life until you experience and know for yourself and understand the love that God has for you. I don't care if you've been through divorce, God loves you. I don't care how many times. You remember that woman at the well? Huh? I had five husbands and was shot, said the, and I went to the sixth one. She was out there looking for a man. She was looking for love in all the wrong places. Jesus told her everything about her life. And she got what she was looking for because she went to Samaria and said, come see a man. I done found a real man. Someone who loves me unconditionally. A love that don't fade away. 
A love that won't divorce me. A love don't care how big or how skinny I am. Oh my God. When and when the whole city had to be anointed because the Bible said the whole city came out. She had to found something. That's the love I'm talking about, the way God loves you this morning. Don't let anybody rob you of your self-esteem. Don't let anybody belittle you. I'm secure in that love. Hallelujah. Little John 4. Look at verse 15. Now all this is going to begin to unfold because I took the time. You understand we're talking about how God loves us perfectly. Yes, we love him. Yes, we're to love one another. But this is in his context. Look what it says in verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. How many of you, first of all, confess Jesus is the Son of God? Put your hand up. You there at home, okay. Guess what it says? God dwells where? In him. And he, watch this, and he in God. And we have known, you got to know this love, and not only love, you got to believe the love that God has to us. What that mean? The love God has for you. See, some of you don't know because if you did, you wouldn't be afraid. Of COVID-19 or its symptoms. I don't care if you're contacted. Love ain't going to let you die. I'm not at liberty to tell you about people that are contacted that I know. But not one has lost because they, God loves me. They had symptoms, different than symptoms that came out of it. And I say about this congregation, all that the Father has given me, no man can pluck them out of my hand. We're not losing one. I'm talking about one through with the revelation of healing and that God loves them. I can't believe for your other loved ones, that's who you got to preach to them. But anyone sit under my, on my watch, you got to know and believe the love. I'm going to put it this way. Not only did God has to us, God has for us. Got it? And watch this. God is love. Say that. God is love. Say it again. God is what? See, we have love. He is it. See, our love can get strained. Don't let me get up on the wrong side of bed. I done worked hard and I done put in about 15 hours. And you come up in my face all now. Go on now. Get out my face. I'm tired. You come on, see. You don't feel like loving right now, because to you love is a feeling. God is love. You got it right now. I don't know what you're gonna have if enough pressure come. Because we some people create love with a feeling. And love is a decision. Love is a person. God is love. And that's why if you Marry someone based off of feeling. You might feel good at the altar, feel good on the honeymoon, and, and all hell break loose three days later. Then feelings go out the door. And then you begin to sing, you lost that loving feeling. Whoa, that loving feeling. You lost that loving feeling, now it's gone. 
And I can't go on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So bring it on back. Bring it on back. Bring it on back. Bring it on back. So baby. 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 baby, baby. Well, if it was a feeling, you wouldn't have to bring it back. See, God don't lose. God, let me, I, oh, Lord, have me. Give God some praise. Put that, put that back up. I want them to see it. God is love. You, you got to feel love. I don't feel like I'm in love anymore. I used to love him. But I don't feel, I fell in love, but I fell out of love. Well, what type of love was that? Wasn't God love? Because God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth where? In God. Where's God? In you. So love is in you. God has not given us the spirit of fear but a power of love. Come on, that power, that love is right there. And he in God. Now, keep going. It says, uh, herein is, I want you to read your Bible too now. Just don't get stuck on the screen. Herein is our love made perfect. Because, see, you, uh, it's something about reading it out of the Word. That, that's God talking to you. That's the screen up there. It's God, but it's something, that's your Bible. And then, um, it's going to be on the screen, too. Herein is your love made perfect, that we may have boldness. Now, I'm going to have to fix something right here, people upstairs. Mia, who's that today? You got Mia? Okay, she's good. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Let me ask you a question. How is he? Is he broke? Is he scared? <laughs> so are we in this world. Yeah, but on television, they talk about all oh, this trouble that was coming. And I got something in the mail that said, oh, this is going to happen. And that happened. And oh, well, as he is, so are we in this world. Is he healed? Is he well? Is he abundantly supplied? So let me break down something because what most people do when they read this, they say, herein is our love made perfect. See, remember, we're talking about our love, understanding how much he loves us perfectly. They ain't talking about you. We don't have perfect love. Ain't, ain't nobody in here got perfect. If you're a human being, there's going to come a day. Your love going to be strained. I can guarantee. I don't care how much you talking to You guys ain't going to feel like talking to when one day you're going to wake up the best of us. I don't care how, you know, people, all the, you know, these relationships, they got the perfect relationship. There ain't no perfect relationship. Hey, Boogie Bear. Hey, Pie Fay. How you doing, sweet pie? How you doing, Tootsie Toot? All that stuff at the, until they get it home and all hell break loose. Tootsie Toot, but you got my face. I don't feel like no, you my Tootsie Toot right now. Hey, sugar daddy. Hey, plums. <laughs> now, you can't do it. Now, I ain't trying to say you don't strive. But there will come a day. And if you ain't there yet, keep on living. About like I heard husband and wife, they were talking about. And the wife was telling the husband, you should supposed to love me the same way Jesus loved the church. That's what the scriptures say. And Jesus died for the church. Jesus went to hell for the church. You should love me the way Christ loved the church. He said, well, yeah. 
Jesus went to hell, but he wasn't in there for number three days and three nights. Now, he come up out of there. This thing been going on for months. I'm going to leave that alone. Anyway. He just was in there three days and three nights. This, this, this hell that needs to stop. Okay, now watch this. See, our love ain't perfect. That's all. Only God can love you perfect. Hearing our love may, that we may have, watch this, boldness in when? When? The day of judgment. Now, what most people do, they think that's talking about judgment day. And it, it does. When your love is perfect, you come up before God, you have confidence before him. But they ain't talking about. The day of judgment, Satan is called the accuser of the brother. He accused God don't love you. He ain't going to heal your body because you did this. You ain't going to get your money. You didn't pray all night. You remember, you cussed two times last week. So what was that? That's, that's the devil judging you. He's trying to tell you that God is going to meet your needs, move for you. That's the day of judgment. And the pro, proof, I want you to be able to go to uh, Isaiah, that kid of scripture, 54, 17. And now you're going to understand the enemy, the way he judges us, he tries to make you doubt God's love. You ain't going to get your healing this time. You're not going to be blessed this time. God ain't going to get you that money. You ain't going to get the new job you applied for. No weapon. See, the only weapon the devil got is a lying tongue. Formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, doubt shall give. Not God, you shall condemn it. That's what it's talking about. When is the day of judgment? When the devil comes and says, you ain't going to get your healing this time. You're not going to get your money this time. You did this, you did. Trying to judge you, but the Bible says, don't sit there and listen to that lie. Condemn it, shall I condemn that? My knees are met according to his riches and glory. You're not going to get your healing this time because you didn't do whatever. You didn't read your Bible. Say, I condemn that. By stripes I'm already healed. God loves me. You get it now? That ain't talking about. The, of course it refers to the day you come before Christ. The day of judgment is when the devil is telling you you're not going to come out of the hospital. You got symptoms in your body. You'll never be well again. You'll never walk. You condemn that tongue. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Every fearful lie that the enemy tells you about your children, they're going to die and go to hell. Condemn it. Say, great shall be the peace of my children, righteousness they shall. Don't sit there and listen to that lie and meditate on it. Now go back, uh, Mia, to little John, and we're going to finish up. He says, herein is our love made perfect. Now see, it all makes sense. That you, see, the day of judgment is the day that sickness hits your body. The money ain't in the bank. And the devil is trying to lie to you and tell you with fear. You know, condemn that. That's a weapon. It ain't going to prosper. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Keep going. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Who's love? God is love. Where's God? He that, bleed, he that dwells in God, God dwells in him, and he in God. There is no fear in love. God is love. But perfect love, what's this talking about? How God loves you. Remember, we've known and bleed the love God has for us. He loves you. And when you understand that love, it casts out fear because he that fear, because fear has torment and love don't want you tormented. You deal with the fear, then you shut the door to the torment. Oh, what if you don't get your money? What if COVID-19 gets? What if you, see, that's torment. Enemy, enemy will try to torment you with fear. 
Oh, what if your children don't, don't be able to go back to school? Oh, what if they don't graduate? What if you lose your house? What if you get laid off? Blah, 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 blah. That's that lying tongue condemning. Don't, don't let the enemy torment you. What if you build these buildings you're not able to pay for? Well, what if I do, devil? Devil, where are you at? Satan, get back here. They paid for. See, all the enemy can do is tell a lie, which is the opposite of the truth. He can't create truth. There's no truth in him. Faith and fear are reciprocals. Oh, the, oh, I don't care how far north you go. That's the direction. When you turn around, you're going south. On the other end, a north is always south. On the other end of a lie is always the truth. Don't believe the lie. Satan can't tell the truth. So, he wants to torment you with lies. He that fear is not made perfect in love. You don't understand that God loves you perfectly yet. Y'all getting it now? Because once you understand, and I'll show you, it's talking about God's love for us. Of course, I want to perfect my love toward you. I've done pretty good. Over the years, I used to be right around the edges, man. I didn't play. My wife, when we first started ministry 40 some years ago, man, I, I ain't going to spend all day. You hot maintenance, all that stuff, want to talk all that. Not, look, man, I, look, yo, bro, you need to do this. Five minutes, my wife wants to talk two hours. I ain't got no two hours to get in. This is what you need to do. Give me that phone. But I've grown, and God has got rid of them rough edges, and I've learned to be patient. I'm still perfecting love. I had to learn that toward my wife because she was the one who wanted to do it. Women are different. They want to give you detailed stuff. Well, what's wrong, Joy? Well, it started three days ago. No, no, listen. No, no, listen. I was on the job, and then this happened, and when she did that, then the next day. You have to just be learning to be patient. Long suffering. Mm-hmm. 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 Because if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody going to be happy. And I'm still perfecting patience. And she taught me I got my stuff, too. Lord, no, do I have my stuff. See, that's the thing. We're being transparent, and most of y'all think, oh, Pastor, this revelation knowledge, that teaching the word of the living God, and Sister Joe, oh, I bet you if you go to their home, it's a Holy Ghost smoke. No, ain't no smoke. Let we burn something. We got to work on it just like y'all. Only one who can love perfectly. See, I'm trying to help some of y'all. Because you've been trying to wait on your wife and husband to be perfect. They ain't going to quit putting pressure on them. Work on your doggone self. <laughs> you need to learn to just be a little bit more quiet. And then you need to learn. Well, anyway. See, we, the only one who can love perfectly is God. And when you understand that he loves you, it will cast out fear because fear has torment. He that fear does not make perfect love and improve his talking about how God loves us. Look at the next verse. We love him because he loved us first. 
This ain't about you loving God. It's about before you got saved, but when you was a wino, when you was a drunkard, when you was in the back, in the booth, in the corner, trying to be cool, acting like a fool, when you was in the club, bagging it up, he said, I still love you. God so loved the world. This ain't about you loving him. It's about how he loves you perfectly before you had repented, before you got yourself together. And when you understand that love, it'll cast fear out. He loved me first before you ever proved to me. For you thought I looked good. You know, when you was in high school, you try to get somebody to love you. You started in grade school. The first little note, I remember my mother in the third grade, a little girl named Sharon Press. I think she might be listening to this. I was in love with her. And I ain't know what to do. But I saw these little letters. Do you love me? Then you have two squares, yes and no. And I put it on the desk. And my heart, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. See, if I knew you, somebody loved you first, you ain't got to do all that. I would torment it. What did she say? No. And later on, after class, she gave it back to me. Had a check in, yes. Yes! 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 I lost all my weight. I would give them a lunch money every day for the rest of these school years. <laughs> Mama thought I had a tapeworm. They thought something wrong. My hair was going by my body. What's wrong with it? I was in love. But when you find out somebody loves you first. Isn't that amazing? Unconditional. It'll get rid of fear. You don't have to sit there wondering. I don't wonder about God. I know God will get my money. I know God will heal my body. I know God will protect me and my family. Why? It wasn't even about me loving him. Because we can't love perfectly. See, that's why I want you to see this is about how God loves you. Put this up in Amplified real quick. Y'all getting anything? You see, fear is melting, ain't it? It's just melting. I'm just teaching on how much God. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what am I worried about? Yeah. Anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns Jesus as the son of God, God's abides, lives, makes his home. Good God Almighty, right in here, love is right here. Hallelujah. In him, and he abides and makes his home in God. And we know, understand, recognize are conscious of by observation and experience and believe, adhere to, and we put faith in and rely. I'm relying on God to pay my bill. I'm relying on God to put me over, not politics. That stuff changes. People change. I believe. Put my faith and rely on the love of God that he cherishes for. God is love and he that dwells and continues in that love. See, you grow in this, this teaching. Get this CD played over and over. Get the DVD played until you understand how much God loves you. You dwell in that love and continues in God, then God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, see, God in me and me in God is brought to completion and attain perfection in us. See, God's love is perfect. We're talking about understanding how God loves us perfect, that we might have confidence in their judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Huh? Dread does not exist. 
This economy, what's going on in the streets, the murder, the rapists, COVID-19, I'm not dreading none of it. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out the door, expels every trace of terror. For, for fear brings with it the thought of punishment. Maybe God going to love me. Maybe God is paying me back for this. May God don't hold grudges, folks. He remembers our sins and iniquities anymore. That's why I'm going to at least touch on this right now. That's why this theory about, about again, uh, 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 you, you, you are company to murder. You're accessory to murder. Well, so God going to punish me for what someone else did. According to that, no. God don't even punish the person who did it. If Jesus was going to punish people, he would have punished everybody on the, that, that crucified him. But he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Don't pour scripture out of context and try to manipulate people with it. And so what happened is you're taught as a Christian, if you don't vote this way, you're going to be tormented because you're going to be a Christian murder. So it don't matter about all the other stuff they're doing wrong. It don't matter about the stuff they ain't keeping. You can't, oh, oh God going to punish you. You better read your Bible. you in fear. Fear brings with the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached full maturity of love, not yet grown up in the love's complete perfection. You don't understand that God loves you perfectly. And we love him because he first loved us. Ha! Anybody getting anything? Fear for your lives. But it's impossible to do it until you understand this love I'm preaching about this morning. So look at this statement. Believing then that God loves you perfectly will cast out fear and develop faith. Believing that God loves you perfectly. Why? Love never fails. God going to give me the money. God going to protect me. God going to heal me. I'm going to be all right in 2021. It don't matter what happens next month. There are some people who torment it right now. There are people lying, stealing, cheating, corrupting, doing everything. Well, because of one day, because they are in fear. Why do you think all this stuff? Fear is behind it. What if I'm going to happen if I lose my power, if I lose my seat? So I lie, cheat, steal. That's why I say people talk about platform, don't even keep it themselves. You're going to be a law and order candidate, keep the law. And you that's always talking about, well, y'all doing this and you believe it that way. Well, have you done anything wrong? I don't care what you play, I don't care if you're left, right, center. Have you? Because the Bible says if you offended in one part, you just as guilty as all. So who are you? Who made you the judge over who going to make it and who's not? Stop it. Christians need to read their Bible and quit watching so much television. Believe that God loves you then perfectly will cast out fear and develop faith. You say, where that's at? Galatians 5, 6. See, we've thought about it. Of course, it talk about that faith worketh by love. But that's talking about your faith in God. The more you understand how much he loves you, the more your faith grows in him. Fear leaves. I just spent spending 35, 50 minutes preaching you how God loves you. For in Christ Jesus, how many in Christ? Need a circumcision. 
Oh, the uncircumcision avail of nothing. The cutting away of the flesh means nothing. But faith that works by love. The more you understand how much God knew, the greater your faith in him grows. God, my faith in God for healing is going to grow because he loves me. My faith in God to save my children is going to grow because I found out he loves me perfectly. My faith for God to protect me regardless of what's coming on this planet is growing because I found out he loves me perfectly. Faith work it by love. God is love. How can you have faith in someone you don't believe love you? How are you going to have faith that God will heal you if you don't believe he loves you? How are you going to have faith in God that he'll meet your needs if you don't believe he loves you? Because the cues of the brother, oh, you did this wrong. You did that. You missed it here. Blah, blah, blah. That's all they got is lies. But the more you get a revelation that God loves you, the more your faith will grow in him. Unconditional love. Now watch this, the root to all fear, I've been waiting on this one, is when you become self-centered. I'm going to tell you how to get rid of fear as long as you got you on your mind. The root to all fear is when you become self-centered. Let me, let, I, I, I used to say when the root to all fear is selfishness, but y'all was missing what I was saying. It's when you're self-centered. How am I going to pay my bill? Where am I going to get my money from? What if I catch COVID-19. What if my children have a wreck? Notice it's always about you self-centered. You don't understand God will take care of you. And so the root of all fear, Satan can only get you to fear about things that matter to you. What if so-and-so get elected? What if so-and-so lose a seat so you in fear? I could care less. See, you self-centered. What if I lose my health care because of so-and-so? What did they put so-and-so? And I'm going to tell you why so many people are upset. Because it's all about them. My money, my 401k, my tax cut. This one cut it. And if they lose, they self And that's why I don't care. People are going to be in fear beyond November the 3rd. Because they ain't learned to trust God. I don't care if you're left, right, middle. Fear is ruling everybody. I'm going to live life without fear. <laughs> I'll wake up. Glory be to God. And say it's a beautiful day. Why? I ain't got me on my mind. My future's not in the hands of another political party. My life is in the hand of Almighty God. And I don't fear no man. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. The Lord is my light and my side. I don't know who you trusted. I'm trying to show you why people are afraid. And that's why we see fear acts. Let's do this. Let's corrupt this. Let's do this. Let's bring a lie on this one. Let's, 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 let's do some opposition research. Let, oh, this one did this, and this one raped the woman. Never, don't vote for someone like God. Oh, fear, fear, fear is underneath it all. Because they got them on their mind. What if I lose? You need it to. Get your faith back in God, Christian. That's why all of y'all upset out there. The evangelicals are upset. Because they got themselves, their ministry, their tax cuts, all of that on their mind. My 401k. I got rich under this administration. Let the poor man get his the best way he can. It's about me. My family. My gated community, my home, my money, my power. That's why they're in fear. Because they're self-centered. 
Everything Jesus came to do was for someone else. I didn't come to minister, but the minute you become my bill, my mind, how you going to make it? Matthew 6, 25. I'll show it to you. Therefore, watch this word. I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy and anxious and worried about your life. Did you catch it now? <laughs> huh? See, he said, you're in fear. And what should you, what you, did you get it? What you going to eat, not me. You don't care about no one else. And what you going to drink. Uh-huh, there it is. You just all over it. And about your body. What if you get sick? What if you get COVID? What shall you put on? It's not like greater in quality than food and the body above more than excellent things. Did y'all catch it? As long as you're self-centered, your money, your bill, your car, how you going to fear is going to torment you. You will never live a fear-free life until you say, I'm not my own anymore. I trust God with my life, with my money. But as long as it's about you, that why, and you see the next scripture, I ain't got time to get into it. It says, consider the birds of the air. You go read it later on. You know why birds are so carefree? They ain't thinking about themselves. That's why it said, you, you, they don't have a house, no bond to dwell in. They don't have a job. No, they, they, fly, they fly. They that Tomorrow, I'll have my word. Tomorrow, I'll be okay. I'm going to sleep somewhere in a tree. And so that's why they live long, stress-free, just sewing, flying, you scratching your head, watching ABC, CNN, Fox News, got you all upset about this and that because it's all about you. Keeping my candidate in. Guess what? You're going to still be in fear. Men can't get rid of fear. Politicians can't get rid of fear. Only God can. And you understand how much you love your perfect. Now, I said I wasn't even going to say anything. But it came out of me. And someone wrote me and said, thank you for dealing with the huge pink elephant that's in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Huge. Christians. Turn your brain off. I will think for you. Fake news. I don't care if it is on tape. I don't care if the words did say. I don't care if I did say that it's not deadly. I did say it was deadly. And it's highly contagious. And it affects old and young people. I'm going to play it down. But it's fake news. Don't believe Fauci. Burke. That's all fake news. It's all coming down. There is no fire. It's going to disappear. Don't think, Christians. Only listen to me. Don't use your brain. Even though you and your kids, even though your children paid more taxes than I did. That's fake news. If I said fake, turn your brain off. Don't judge fruit. That's crazy. That must comfort as anyone will get you killed. Fake news. 210,000 people not really dead. Those are not real people. Those are fictional numbers trying to scare you. It's fake news. Don't think, Christians. Turn your brain off. I've never seen the church almost become like a cult following. 
Yeah, I said it, and I'm not. T- I'm going to deal with this pink, huge elephant in the room. Let's get our faith back in God. You won't even use your brain. Yeah, I said it. I said I wasn't going to say anything. But while we pray for our president and Milana and all those to be healed, let's pray for the other seven million people that's been affected. God loves them too. Okay? And for you that think I'm this way or that, I pray for President Trump and Milana. God, heal them. Restore him in the name of Jesus. Heal him in the name of Jesus. He is our president and I honor him. I rebuke COVID-19 and I thank you for raising him up in Jesus' name. Now, why can't some of you on the other side pray for folks on the other side? You in fear. My future is not in the hands of no one man. Perfected love, cast out fear. I love people. Care what you left, right, whatever. I'm free. I'm a free man. And when you're free, you can teach like this. I've never seen the church almost turn into like a cult. Don't think. Blind faith. I don't care what you see. Even if it's on the dog, that's faith. That's faith. People ain't dying, that's faith. It's going to disappear. That's faith. Only what I say. That's crazy. Christians won't even use their brain anymore. You know why they're in fear? Fear is behind it all. I'm a free man. It's good to be free. St. John 17. Let me go on and close. Verse 22. I told my wife, I said, Joyce, I ain't going to say that, but the Holy Ghost just brought it out of me. I can't help it. And then I ain't judging no one us with the scripture. Why, why are you so afraid? Ask yourself. It's about you. All the, 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 the root to all fear is self-centered. You're going to lose something. My house. My car. See, God meets my needs, so I ain't got anything about me. It's about preaching to you at the expense of telling the truth. I know I'm excommunicating uh, some people, but there are other people that are rejoicing saying, I finally found a man who can preach balance, who can just preach the truth and let it fall where. And that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to show you why this world is upset. Why all the hell is going on right now. Fear is at the base of it. Did I tell y'all to turn to turn St. John 17? I'm going to show you something. God loves you perfectly. Matter of fact, God loves you. Put it up. Put it up. I want you to put it up. St. John 17. Y'all find it. Verse 20, what? Three? Put it up. Put it up. King James. Whatever. Come on. Because I got to move now. Look what Jesus said. Look at your Bible. St. John 17, verse 22 and 23. I've given them the glory and honor which you've given me. That they may be one, even as we are one, Father. Watch this. I and them, you and me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united, that the world, this is amplified, may know definitely and recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them 
even as you have loved me, hold that there, that would take another 10 years. God loves you the same as he does Jesus. The devil been telling you, you know, Jesus is up here. He's the only. God, here it is that God wants you to know. Because once you know that type of love, it'll cast out fear. So consequently, God will do for you the same as he does Jesus. When Jesus would pray and say, Father, I thank you that I have heard me here. He prayed. He answered your prayer. He raised Jesus from there. He won't leave you down there. He's going to raise everything he did for Jesus. He says, I love you exactly the same. The enemy been telling you. I know you got to meditate that. Because you've been told, but he was a son of God. Well, who are you? Behold, now we sons and daughters of God. He put it, he's inside you. Love is inside you. And he loves you. And I, I said, I almost got ready to say more, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but no, it's the exact same, that you have loved them even as God loved me. Let that sink in. As a matter of fact, say it. That's the only way you're going to get Say, God loves me just like he does Jesus. Say, God loves me just like he does Jesus. Say, God will do for me the same as he'll do for Jesus. You say, well, well where's that at? Put up a statement. God loves you exactly the same as he does his son, Jesus. Let that sink in. I'm almost done. I'm going to count to 10 for you to get that. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That means God will heal you. That means God will protect you. That means God, look, he's, he raised us up together and made us sit together with Christ, equals as John Air. If he loved Jesus, he would have raised him more, more than you. Matter of fact, God so loved the world that he gave. That lets me know if he would have loved Jesus more than you, he wouldn't have gave Jesus for you. But he said, I love them all the same. I love them on black, white, Democrats, Republicans, Hispanic, Jews, Gentiles. Asians, Hispanics, Italians, Germans, I love them all the same. But there are a certain group of people who think they got a corner on God. God loves us more than you can tell. Arrogant. God loves us the same. He loves me. Little Ron Diggs, born on 220 Beeman Street. Little Ron Lee, A.K. Dump Truck. Romans 8.32, as we close, look at this. I'm going to prove it to you. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son. Now, if God would have loved Jesus more than you, he would have said, y'all go to hell, forget y'all. Because he, he didn't withhold his own son, but gave him up for us all. Could God Almighty, black, white, Jew, Gentile, will he not also with him freely and gracious give you all other things? God says, why God, Jesus is a measuring stick. If I would give you Jesus, why won't I pay your rent? Why won't I heal your body? I didn't withhold Jesus. What make you think I'm going to hold that house, that brand new car? Quit listening to the lies of the devil. When you understand how much I love you the same as Jesus, it'll get rid of the fear. I'll pay your rent. Jesus didn't go without as he saw you in this world. I love you exactly the same. I'm touched with the feeling of your infirmity. I'll save your children. I'll heal your body. I didn't withhold nothing. 
I gave you my best. So what make you think with Jesus, healing didn't come? With Jesus, abundance didn't come. If I would have loved Jesus more, I would have kept him and let y'all go to hell. But because I love you perfectly, whatever you need, I'll freely give you. Just ask in my name, I'll give it to you. Fear not, little fuck. It's your father's good place to get it, kingdom. Now, quickly, with that in mind, go to Deuteronomy. Chapter, hurry up. Chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Mia, I'm going to just work the board. Let them work their Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1. And all I need is the first two verses, by the way. We turned and looked our journey to the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, you have compassed Mount Zaire many days. Verse 2, that's all I need. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, keep going, I do need three. You have compassed this mountain, what? Long enough. I'm going to show you why people get stuck. They doubt the love of God. Stuck in healing. Stuck in fear. Put up, put up, put up the Amplified Virgin real quick. He said, Turn ye this journey to the wilderness by the Red Sea. The Lord directed me for many days and journeyed around Mount Sire. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have roamed around this mountain long enough. Turn northward. God wants you to get out of the rut of fear. Some of you have been stuck. Now I want you to go to, what is it, chapter 1? Go to chapter 1 and look at the first two verses. Right there next door, these words. Moses spake unto the children of Israel of Jordan and wilderness and the plain against the Red Sea between Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hazaroth and, and Dizahab. There are 11 days journey. That's all it takes, 11 days journey from Herod, by the way, of Mount Zerah to Kadesh Barnea. Go to verse 1 and 2 in the Amplified. These things the words of Moses spoke to all the children of Israel at the east and side of Jordan River, the wilderness, and the deep valley running north, south, eastern arm of the Red Sea, and beyond. He says in the Dead Sea between Paran and Tophel and Lebanon and Hazaroth and Dizahad. It is only 11 days journey from Herob by the way of Mount Zagir to Kadesh Barnea of Canaan border. But Israel took, that's all I need, 40 years to get there. Now, if I said I was all on my way to Charlotte, and someone said, well, when did you leave? Oh, last month. It don't take no month to get to Charlotte. I'm trying to show you why people bear. Let me show you why. Show them the scripture that I said go to. Later on, on down in there. This is why. Drop down to verse 24. And they turned and went up with the mountain and came into the valley of Eskel and searched it out. And they took the fruit of it and the land and brought it down and to brought it again the word of the Lord said it's a good land that the Lord give it us notwithstanding you would not go but they rebelled against the commandment of the Lord what kept them out here it is they murmured in their tents and said because the Lord hated us they doubted this love he's brought us out here in the land of Egypt to deliver us to the hands of Amorites to destroy us they doubted God's love and you will never be delivered from anything. They thought God hated them. Listen, religion say, God going to get you. God wants you to die. And that's why they were stuck. Because they doubted and didn't have a revelation of the love that God has. If God hated them, why did he would have left them in Egypt? God wants you to come out of debt. Come out of sickness. Come out of disease. 
come out of poverty. God don't hate you. He said he brought us out here to destroy us. Now the enemy came to kill, steal, and to destroy. But when you have preachers get up and say, God put that on you. God sent us some nominee. We're going to have another 9 11. God didn't kill those folks in those buildings. The devil did. God loves people. And until you understand God loves you, you are going to be stuck in sickness, stuck in poverty, stuck in bondage. You've roamed around this mountain long enough. It's time to come out of debt. It's time to come out of sickness. It's time. This thing is long enough. You've been paying on that car long enough. God want to bring you out. But you will never come out until you understand God loves you. And he's not your problem. And he's the thief king that kills still in this story. You know when they died in the wilderness, only two people, Caleb and Joshua, went in. They had another spirit. They believed God loved them. And sad religion have taught folks, God don't love you. God don't care about you. And then the enemy will lie. If he did, why you lose your car? If you did, why were you laid off? Then he'll use some. And then people go down and they get stuck until a preacher like me comes along. And get you unstuck. And say, wait a minute, let me get my faith back out there. There is a way out of this thing. It ain't God. God ain't my problem. This is the enemy. God loves me. You've dwelled on this mountain long enough. You've been sick long enough. You've been broke in that long enough. What's keeping you there? Fear because you think God is your problem. That's why they died in the wilderness. And we got a lot of those preachers today. Judgment is coming on the United States. Judgment. We murdered those 40 million men. God is mad. God brought the COVID. God brought COVID. God didn't bring no coronavirus. But he's sure using it to reveal what you believe. God don't have to hide the devil. The devil's not the teacher of the church. The Holy Spirit is. He don't use sickness energy. But until you understand what I'm teaching, You'll get stuck. We need clarity in the body of Christ now. Someone that's rightly dividing the word. It's very important what you're hearing. Lives are being lost because of misinformation. They thought God. They said, you bought us out here to kill us because you hated us. Put up my statement. They were stuck then in dysfunction and in their journey because they believed God hated them. You will never come out of anything until you understand God loves you. You'll never get your healing until you understand God loves you. You'll never get the home you're believing for. Your children never go to school and get the degrees and, and all the help. until. Well, God, don't, he's punishing me because of this. He's punishing me. God ain't punishing nobody. God is love. 